This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys, this is Beth Capici and Happy New Year. I'm very sorry for the long delay. Um, I did try to record a podcast episode before Christmas on winter depression, seasonal depression, and I wasn't happy with it. And <laughs> I felt like it could be better. So I didn't publish it. And then I never got around to going back and re-recording a new one. So Anyway, and then the holidays got busy, as I'm sure you all understand, but I have like literally over a hundred topics that I want to do a podcast episode on and I just struggle to find the time or make the time. So anyway, before I begin today, I wanted to ask you to please give me a rating or a review um, if you've listened to even one episode, you will be allowed to write a review or give me a rating. And I'm sure you know it really helps. Some people have listened to a lot of my episodes and did not even realize that they could write a review or give a rating. So anyway, hopefully you can figure that out and it really will help me. So today I've decided to record a podcast, which I haven't titled yet because I'm indecisive as usual about the title. But it's going to be called something like, do you want to know your diagnosis? I could say if you have one um, and or the value in knowing your diagnosis. So we have had some heated discussions in our family about this topic. Um, and I had an interesting conversation with some mothers at a school event last fall. Um, one mother I have known for a long, long time since childhood Somehow the topic of ADHD came up and she said something to the effect of, I'm sure all of my kids have ADD, but I never wanted to get them tested because I didn't want them to feel labeled or like something was wrong with them or something to that effect. So um, I thought that was interesting. And I'm always intrigued by why we believe and think what we think. And there's validity to 
different opinions. And I can see some advantages to not knowing or not having a label. But I generally think there are more advantages to knowing what's going on in your brain. And I frequently tell people, I think that there's none of our bodies are perfect. None of our nervous systems are perfectly balanced. I mean, almost nobody. I don't know. I don't know who would be perfectly balanced, but whether you have blood sugar issues or you need braces or you need glasses or you need an inhaler or you're allergic to something or you have anxiety or depression or ADHD or mood swings or autism or anything, um, we all have unique bodies with unique things going on. And sometimes we are dysregulated because of trauma or unhealthy lifestyle. Some people might show symptoms of ADHD simply because of their diet. And um, so, you know, it's it's not always a genetic condition. Um, there are a variety of reasons that we have, like that we would meet criteria for a diagnosis. So I just want to kind of talk to you about that a little bit today. And hopefully you can think about this um, with your own family um, or loved ones and see what you really think is in your best interest. So I love to talk about developing a user's guide to yourself or a user's manual. And you may have heard me talk about, you know, what are your superpowers? What types of intelligence do you have and not have? And one scientific example, example and, or analogy, um, this is one of the few things I really remember. Wait, that's the wrong way to say it. When I was in school, I'm always shocked at how many things I don't remember, but sometimes surprised by the things I do remember, the things that did stick. And one thing I learned in a science class was the difference between fast twitch muscles and slow twitch muscles. So I think this is a good metaphor or image to discuss related to this topic. So you can Google it, but fast twitch muscles make you better at jumping, sprinting, you know, running shorter distances and slow twitch muscles would be better for marathons or cycling. So endurance muscles. So that's just an investment, something that we were given or it's part of our nervous system. Um, we were born with, you know, probably either fast twitch or slow twitch muscles. So would you want to know which type of muscles you have? How would that benefit you? I think it's pretty obvious, but, um, you know, you might be decently good at doing the wrong type of race, but you might not be a, you know, super man at sprinting if you have slow twitch muscles and vice versa. So um, with something like ADHD, that is considered to be neurodivergent, which just means neurologically different or less common, more rare. And neurotypical would be more the common type of nervous system. And there are definitely a lot of superpowers with ADHD, but there are deficiencies. And I really think that everyone's system, everyone's brain has some deficiencies. I frequently say, I think we're all gifted and I think we are all disabled. 
in some ways. So I know some really smart people that can't even park a car. I knew a man that was incredibly gifted verbally, and I felt very stupid around him. But I played a game that involved spatial talents with him. And I laughed the first time he took his turn because he was so he was so off. And I just thought he was joking. And then as we continued to play the game, I realized he really could not figure out which which spatial thing to do next. And it honestly seemed like something a six year old could do. So we got to be careful not to assume that other people are smarter than we are or less intelligent than we are because intelligence takes many forms and I would encourage you to Google that as well. So anyway, all right, I guess I'm getting onto some tangents, but so how do you think it would help to know if you had anxiety clinically or OCD or autism or um, ADD or a learning disability? Um, So if you were going to take an IQ test, you might find some of your strengths and, you know, even potentially some careers you could consider. I knew someone recently who tested very highly in intelligence on spatial and visual um, uh, tests, I guess you would say. And the testing person told them that they should consider something like graphic design or interior design or something like that. Um, but this same personality person had, um, a very low score on auditory processing and reading type of retention skills. So, um, and it helped her understand her experience with reading and why it's so difficult to comprehend what she's reading and why she's a slow reader. And it enabled her to get accommodations from teachers um, and from the school on extra time on tests. And so it kind of made sense of her experience and helped her notice her superpowers. So, you know, and one of the, the common existential dilemmas in life is we are all in our own head, our own body. We don't know what someone else is thinking or feeling. We can't imagine how much or how little anxiety or depression they have or how much energy they have, if their brain is working faster or slower, or what tricks help them, even learning styles. You know, we know there are a lot of learning styles. Some people are more visual learners, some are kinesthetic learners, some are auditory. So is that a better or worse thing? Not at all. It's not better or worse to be a kinesthetic or auditory or a visual learner, but it is different and it helps us know what might be easier for us to retain or absorb when we're learning. Um, So let's see. So yeah, if you don't know that your lows in the winter are worse than someone else's, then you might not get treated for that. So you might want to know if you have seasonal depression and review the criteria and the symptoms, not to label yourself, not because there's something wrong or weird about you. I really think that we all struggle with issues and the advantages of knowing what they are so we can do something about them are definitely outweighing 
the disadvantages of knowing what they are. So, um, is this normal? A lot of us are asking, is this normal? Um, is my level of anger normal? Is my level of worry normal? Um, I saw someone recently with OCD and tip and, um, specifically germophobia, and it was really disrupting her life and her family's life. And, uh, she knew that it wasn't typical or normal and sorry, you may hear some background noise. I have my friend's dog with me today and I also can hear one of the other counselors walking <laughs> with a client into their office. So, um, so I want to give you a quick example of a time when a diagnosis really helped one of my clients. So this client was about 15 years old, maybe 16, and I had been working with her for a few months. And during most of our sessions, she was talking about her struggle to make friends and feel accepted. And she was having trouble in her relationships. And she felt like when she went on field trips or school trips or wanted to sit with people at lunch, um, she just really couldn't find a group and, you know, especially girls, she got along a little bit better with guys and, um, something prompted me, I don't know, maybe the fifth or sixth session. And I wondered if she might have, uh, be a little bit on the spectrum. And some of you may know, um, autism is on a spectrum if, you know, you can be very mildly autistic and you can be more severely autistic. And she, um, we used to call people Asperger's who were mildly on the autism spectrum. Now we just kind of say mildly on the spectrum. And so I called her mother and asked her um, and told her I suspected she might be on the spectrum and just wondered um, how to broach it or how it might affect her. And her mom said, actually, we know that she is on the spectrum. We just didn't want to tell her. And she proceeded to tell me that they had gotten her a battery of psychological tests when she was 12 and that they had said she was on the spectrum mildly. So, you know, the Asperger's end and they just chose not to tell her. So, I didn't want to throw the parents under the bus and tell her their daughter this, but I felt like it would be a good thing for me to get her to think about. So I said to her one day in a session, um, have you ever wondered if you might have any of these diagnoses, like whether it be ADHD, OCD, autism, um, depression? I can't remember what all I asked her about. And autism was one of the things she had wondered about. And there was something else too. I can't remember what it was. So I went through a checklist on both of these issues and she was blown away by the autism spectrum questionnaire. And she did meet criteria. Most of the time to say that someone meets criteria, they might have to have like 60% of the symptoms on a checklist. Very few people would have all like 10 out of 10 or a hundred percent, but she definitely said yes to at least, let's just say like 60 or 70%. And 
she was very impacted by that. She was like, wow. So we talked about it a little bit. And then she came back a couple weeks later and she said, it has helped me so much to understand like how my brain works and like what's different about it and maybe why people, you know, might struggle to relate to me or, you know, she would kind of get fixated talking about a topic or, um, you know, she might talk too much and not read the cues and not realize that she was talking too much and, um, or going really deep. Um, a lot of the autistic clients that I've worked with have some really deep, interesting thoughts that are insightful. And some of them have more trouble making small talk. So, um, this, she basically just quit coming after that diagnosis, one more session. And she just said, it's really helping me in my relationships to understand. And she didn't need to come back for therapy anymore. So that was a, a really great example of how knowing your diagnosis can help you. There are a couple like metaphors or visual images for ADHD that you might enjoy knowing. Um, I think I heard one of these on Super Nanny. She was saying that for a parent to understand a child that had ADHD, you might imagine them trying to concentrate on their homework while they're listening to a talk on the Civil War or they're listening to a background, you know, conversation that's very distracting and they're trying to tune out all of that extraneous information and interference while they're listening. So that was one example. The other one was that if you're walking up or hiking Mount Everest with a group of people and you don't know that you're the only one that has 10 pounds of rocks in your bag, you can't understand why you're moving slower or you're struggling and everybody else isn't because you're not carrying their backpack and you don't know that you have the extra 10 pounds of um, rocks in your bag. And that can be true for anything. That can be true for depression, anxiety. Why are things so hard for me? People with social anxiety have a lot of negative self-talk and imposter syndrome and overthinking and it's really debilitating instead of just seeing someone and just freely talking to them without any background noise. Um, many of them are thinking, here comes this person. Do they like me? Do they want to talk to me? Should I say hi or should I wait for them? Um, I feel like maybe they don't look like they want to talk to me. Um, you're going to make a fool of yourself. And it is so debilitating to hear those voices in your head. And you don't really know, do the other people walking up to me have these same fears, these same concerns? Is their heart beating as fast as mine? Um, again, we are not in other people's bodies, so we don't know how they feel. And, you know, we can really uh, mislabel ourselves or think poorly of ourselves if there's a diagnosis that we're not aware of, um, someone who's depressed may just really be struggling with motivation and concentration and low energy and sleep, and they might feel unproductive or lazy. And really, the depression is the root cause, um, and they might misidentify as being lazy. 
um, a lot of people with ADHD don't perform their best in school and they might underestimate their intelligence. And to me, that's just heartbreaking. Um, I have a friend who has had some children who have really struggled in school and felt like they weren't very intelligent. And I suspect that they had some undiagnosed learning disabilities that would have really helped them to understand, oh, I can't, I'm not an auditory learner. And a lot of schools focus on auditory learning and maybe they needed more visual or they needed more kinesthetic. So they spent their whole lives underestimating themselves because of an undiagnosed learning disability. And I really do think learning disabilities are very, very common. Um, Just some cause more issues with traditional school than others. So um, I think I covered most of my points today. Um, But really, I guess just to reiterate, just knowing what you're dealing with so that you can treat it, so that you can understand your experience, so that you can factor that into your user's guide and know what your superpowers are and know what your disabilities or your struggles are. So hope that helps. 